Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. It's the new show that's the talk of the town. You're tuned in with host Donna Lyons for the latest in entertainment plus the most engaging discussions, top actors, musicians, and producers from Hollywood to Broadway. It's all entertainment. Delivering the buzz and the scoop in three, two, one. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Love, Liberty, and Lip Gloss. I am your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lyons Radio Network. And boy, I have been struggling to get my guest on because I had her scheduled a while back and uh, had to reschedule her, and it wasn't her fault, it was mine, and I know people were looking forward to the interview. So I do have her back today, and it's the one and only Jerry Jewell, and she actually shattered the glass ceiling for individuals with disabilities. And she is just fantastic in everything she's done. She's been on Facts of Life and the Deadwood series on HBO and the Deadwood movie, which came out last April. Um, So many wonderful things that she's doing. She's getting ready to do uh, Carol of the Bells, or she has done Carol of the Bells. And uh, we're going to talk to her just about everything. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I want to talk about a little bit. Can you tell everyone how I mean, I mean, you have a disability, and some people would call it a handicap, but I call it handicapable um, because I think that it almost makes people a little bit stronger, in a sense, to be determined to show people that they can do things that others thought that they can't. How did you get into acting? Well, um, I wanted to be a comedic actress since I was about 12 or 13. And I started writing Carol Burnett at that age. And she always wrote me back and told me never to quit to get into acting in every capacity. She told me there was no guarantee that I would become professional. There's no guarantees in life, period. The important thing is to put out the effort and to try. And that meant a lot to a little kid with CP. And... Years later, I went to college for three years, and then I was frustrated, and I wanted to be a comedic actress, and I got into stand-up comedy, started doing comedy in 1978 at the Comedy Store, so that was my start. And you, I mean, and, and you're hilarious, obviously. I, I, We follow each other on Facebook, and I think some of the things you write are just so good. And, <laughs> I mean, they're just so, and they're so random. It's like, oh, my God, she's hilarious. I love it. And, you know, how did you go from, you know, you do this um, comedy acting, and then you go on Facts of Life, which is comedy, but, yes, there are some things that were very serious in that, in Facts of Life, you know, as a learning show, and then go to Deadwood. How do you, how are you able to switch that off and on when needed? Well, I, I, I think, you know, as my mom used to say, comedy is tragedy plus time. So if you want to cut really deep into any good comedian, they've been through a lot in life and have dealt with a lot of drama. So actually, good comedians, and that could be said for Robin Williams. My God, he's a prime example. You can be a brilliant comedian and make 
that leap into dramatic acting very easily because you're just you're taking from another source of your life. Right. Yeah, and I've heard that that people and that's why a lot of comedians when they're doing their shows talk about real life. You know, they talk about their family members and things of that nature. And I'm sure it comes into play with you as well. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how that happens. Um, Now, let's talk about Deadwood. The movie came out in April, but let's talk about the series. How did you get that part in Deadwood, and what was that like playing that part for you? Well, um, what a lot of people don't know is I had spinal cord surgery in 99 from C1 to C7, practically my whole neck. And oh my God! I honestly, I honestly thought my career was over at that point. And in 2002, I still was not completely healed from that surgery. Just learning how to get my mobility back and and to deal with the chronic pain, I was getting Botox injections in my neck, two to three vials every three months, which I still do to this day. And I was standing in line in 2002 at a yucky, bucky pharmacy in Santa Monica, and I was in so much pain because I had no Botox in me. I couldn't even get dressed properly. I went in my pajama bottoms and just wore a big coat, thinking nobody will recognize me, no big deal. titanium neck would let me and I said God 
You have a real quirky sense of humor. <laughs> I'm standing oh. here <laughs> with a titanium neck, cerebral palsy, depending on Botox, and David Milch wants me to ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't have anything to write on at that moment, so the only thing he could find at the pharmacy was a prescription pad for an antidepressant. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote his phone number on it and told me to call him, and I was the first person cast by David Milch on Deadwood before even Ian McShane. That is fantastic. Who'd have thought that standing in a pharmacy when you thought no one would know who you were? <laughs> I know. And look at- Just like Lana Turner and Swan. <laughs> <laughs> And I realize that every time I go for a long time without work, I go back to that pharmacy and hope that I'll run into something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have to go to that pharmacy soon. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. But, I mean, so, anyways, you were cast, and, I mean, did this – did this change your life in any way, being on that show, or did you feel no, like... No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. very <laughs> boring, let me tell you. Oh, my God. No, and ironically, you know, you mentioned the Deadwood movie. Well, right. here's, the, here's the irony. In July of last year, I needed spinal cord surgery again, but this time on my lower back. And because cerebral palsy does, it's not, what shall I say, it's not degenerative, but it is wear wear and tear on the body. It's not a oh, disease, I... but it's going to age the body, if that makes any sense. Yes, Cause, yeah. Because you're moving abnormally. So I needed more surgery last July because I couldn't even walk any longer than about five minutes. And I couldn't stand longer than two minutes without being in chronic pain. I mean, I would stand in line at the grocery store and have to go to my knees. And everybody was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And like, yeah, yeah, I was raised Catholic. I'm used to this. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> but I needed surgery again. I, I went to the surgeon and I said, look, I've tried everything under the sun. I need my mobility back. I need my normal back. Please, I'm doing a movie, and I have to be ready for this movie. I'm not sure when they're going to do it, but I want to be ready for it. And I want the least invasive surgery that you can think of because I want to heal quickly. So he did surgery promising me 
that I would be back to my normal in two weeks after surgery. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I should have thought about that. <laughs> because I was in the hospital for a week and rehab for two weeks and still not able to walk. Wheelchair user, uh, physical therapy, walker, occupational therapy, home care. I mean, I was still in this condition by mid-September. And oh I was so frustrated. And that week in mid-September, I got the Deadwood movies emailed to me. And I read it and I just, I was like, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. So I put a call into production asking to speak to David. He couldn't take any call. I said, well, please leave him a message. Tell him that I had surgery in July and I'm not healed yet. I'm in chronic pain. I'm a wheelchair user, part-time walker, can't drive yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He has my blessing to recast Jewel. And she was like, there was this silence on the line. And she said, are you sure you want me to tell him that? And I said, of course, because it's the truth. And I've known David for a lot of years, and he doesn't like surprises. (laughs) 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 He deserves the truth. He called me the next day, and he said, Jerry, David. And I said, yeah. I got your message, and who are you casting? <laughs> and he said, "Oh no, I want you to know something. There's only one jewel, and it's you. And I don't care if I have to get a wheelchair accessible trailer, if hair and makeup comes to you, if I have to hire a driver, if we have to do script changes." You're going to do Jewel. Do you understand that? And literally, I started crying. And I said, you believe in me that much? And he said, Jerry, I believe in you from the tips of your toes to the top of your head. And so interestingly, on a spiritual level. I'm having a hard time hearing you for some reason. Interestingly, on a spiritual level, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was a little bit clicking for some reason. Because I have CP. I know. It's okay. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. David has been there for me twice when I thought my career was over. He's like been an angel in my path. Yeah. Are you well, that you know what? I truly believe people come to lives and they're the blessings for some reason. And um, obviously, you were in the right place and the right pharmacy at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> And here he was, your angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think that's awesome. I want to talk about your book, 
too, because you have um, memoirs, I'm Walking As Straight As I Can, and it really tells your story about, you know, some of the stuff we're talking about now. Where can people get the book, and what inspired you to write it? Well, the book is available on Amazon. Surprisingly, it is still in print. I, I can't believe it after all these years because it came out in 2011. And the reason I wrote the book was because in 1984, I had an autobiography out called Sherry. <laughs> Isn't that creative? <laughs> <laughs> And Jerry, I'm going to try think, something. Jerry, hang on, hang on one second. I'm going to I'm going to call you right back because for some reason we're we have a really bad connection. So I'm going to I and it's it's not you moving around. It's some kind of a connection through the phone lines. I'm going to hang up and call you right back. Can you hang tight? Yeah, I can wait. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This has just been a crazy day. That's what I can tell you. Hi. Are you there? Okay. Hi there. How are you, my friend? (laughs) Yeah, can you hear me? Thank God. Long time. No year. (laughs) I know. How are you, Jerry? It's been forever. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about your uh, book now. <laughs> and yeah. see how you disconnected when I talked about my first book. That's how I felt about my first book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, done over. <laughs> oh my I, god! Oh, that is. Too- I literally, I literally hated my first book. And I had a dream book tour that every author would dream on, dream of every major talk show in the United States. And then I had to do it again a year later with the paperback with a book that I couldn't stand. So I had very little to do with that book. I didn't even write it, much less read it. And so I made a pact with myself (laughs) that someday I would make this up to myself and to my public and write the real Jerry Jewell story, all my writing, nobody else's writing, and I was going to write the truth. And when Deadwood ended in 2006, I still was not working in 2009. Again, you know, every time time something ends, it takes me forever to get another job for whatever reason. So I decided, heck, you know, I'm not doing anything. I might as well write the real jewel story. And that's where that book came about. Well, I love it. And I, and I just love everything you've done. And um, I, I'm so thankful you could come on today. <laughs> Even though I had to reschedule, it was my fault. I want people to know that because I got, I got a little bit of angry hate mail when I had to reschedule. They're like, 
I thought Jerry was on today. And I was getting these emails, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'll get her back on. <laughs> so I oh, so no. appreciate that you were able to come on today. And, yeah, I know. You have fans, girl. That's all I can say. They love you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I appreciate that immensely. I'm very grateful, actually. Well, I would love to have you back on again if you, if um, you're willing, and I promise not to hang up on you when you talk about anything. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, book. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I would Jerry, love to thank be back you on. so so much. You're oh, very, I would very love very it. Welcome. I think we would you have a blast. Pleasure. We'll just talk about. And we'll talk about just random stuff. I think that would be a blast. Just random okay. stuff. <laughs> I'm uh, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would be honored to be with you again. I had fun with you. Thank you. Oh, Jerry, thank you so much. It's been a blast. You have a great rest of your day. I will. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Everyone, that was Jerry Jewell. What a blast she is. I hope that on your ends that that wasn't crackling. And I know it had something to do with either my headset or um, the phone lines. I'm not really sure. So I'm hoping that when I do a listen back on this show, it will not be crackling. And if it is, I promise Jerry is going to be coming back. Like I said, I had to reschedule her before and got a few emails from people asking what had happened uh, so she she was here today and we will have her back I promise everyone I have hope you have a great rest of your day <laughs>